0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina.
1: A swing and a miss! Winner for the Cardinals. And there it is in the left field. Missed number 3000. A run
0: of Smith, courts one in right. Down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. A
1: high pop ball. The corner's there. The Cardinals won the pennant! The Cardinals won the pennant! The Cardinals won the pennant! Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss! The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit.
0: Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.
1: Hello Cardinal fans and welcome to a Tuesday edition of Ruffled Feathers, your two birds on a bat podcast coming to you as always from the Patio Studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. Pre or post game, the name you know to trust when it comes to party time is Patios. Um, boy, let me tell you, this is going to be fun. Uh, I want to thank Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com for you know their support of our show and uh, I'm asking everyone out there to give them an opportunity for your, your business. Uh, You know, residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. That's the name you know and trust. Don't forget their discount for first uh, responders and military. Save quite a bit of money on that project with my good friend Randy Green and his wonderful daughter Stephanie at InnovativeCompanies.com. Oh, boy. What a, and I mean this affectionately, what a shit show. And we knew it was coming. You didn't have to be a rocket scientist. But, man, um, it's almost like when you know something's about to happen, it's like it's not you can get all excited and giddy about it, but until it happens, then you know you've got something, right?, uh, how does this affect us? I don't know. This whole Houston thing's kind of crazy. We're kind of attached to it because you know, and and wrongfully so, and I even I'll throw myself in this because I immediately said something about it, and i and it could have been taken wrong. I didn't think about it after I put it, but obviously, we have a connection because there was a well, he, did, he was doing wrong, so I did wrong. And I'm obviously talking about Chris Correa with the Cardinals. I had kind of sent out that maybe he wasn't crazy type thing. Um, but it is amazing how, and I'm excited to, to talk to my friend Ron about this when he's on here in a second. I, it is amazing how we as fans will dismiss something if it sounds far-fetched to us and it doesn't fit in our agenda. But, I, I mean, I I've, everything that goes on in the game, right, PEDs, cheating, sign stealing, pitchers putting things on their fingers, all the stuff that goes on, right, we will dismiss it and we will bury it if it doesn't fit our own agenda and it sounds crazy to us. But the truth of the matter is if we've, we should have learned over time that nothing should surprise us. Absolutely nothing should surprise us when it comes to what, in my opinion, is a type A special individual that is pushed and driven because that's what it takes to play at this level. It takes a certain kind of person. Now, does that mean they're all bad people? No, it doesn't. But what it means is their character is to be able to push and push and push beyond what the average human can do. And it's the truth, whether you like it or not, and you can deny it all you want, but it is true. All professional players have a certain amount of arrogance it, that you can say that's a bad word. It's not a bad word. There's plenty of guys that have arrogance that are great people, good people. It, we look at arrogance as, oh, that means he's a dick. Well, that's not necessarily the case. I assure you, you won't meet a nicer person than Adam Wainwright. You also probably may not ever meet a more competitive person. And when it comes to his abilities in baseball, he is arrogant. <laughs> Sorry, but it's the fact. That's how these guys, I mean, it, it just is whether you'll want to admit that or not, okay Now again, you can be an arrogant dick or you can be an arrogant, humble person. and you can say, well that really doesn't match. well, it, it obviously does because there are nice people out there. but in the bottom line is if you played them in a game of 21, they will I mean they they'll kill you to win. That's just how they are. and they know they have to know how good they are. they have to know how dominant, how they can impose their will. They have to know this. This is all part of it, and we dismiss it all the time. So it doesn't surprise me when a pro athlete pushes beyond what we would call the lines. So, um, you know, just kind of setting up and laying out the land here, but, uh, you know, you lob one up and you let a guy come in and take it out of the park, so to speak. So let's do that with my good friend and yours, Ron Nuttall. What's going on, Ron?
0: Uh, Jim, It's a, uh, it's been uh, a week that has Definitely not lacked story, um, and some very big ones in baseball. And I know that probably the first thing people are talking about on sports radio today would have been the national championship game last night.
1: But there was a I game. That,
0: yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I not, kind of forgot about it, about it, you know. Um, but yeah, it's uh this is an ongoing story, and I'm sure it'll continue to develop. And it's definitely um, it's definitely one that's going to linger for a long time. And I'm sure we're going to get to the. We'll get into the weeds a little bit today on on what that could mean, um, and and what people are talking about. Something that they're not talking about a whole lot, but yeah.
1: I, I honestly like this thing for me is so. There's so much going on, but the the this Houston thing to me, there are so many layers to it because. I I, I will say this: there are so many layers to it because, on one hand, I think it's unbe- like I think it's like a shit show. Right. But there's also a part of me that like everybody's calling for everybody's head doing all this and everybody's mad. And, and I, and you know, and I like, when I say that, like, I want to hear from the guys. Okay. That clapped back for years at the, at these people that would bring things up and ask questions. Like, you know, my thing with AJ Hinch, I don't care if he's a good manager. I just, to me, karma's a bitch. How many times was he asked about it? And he acted like people were ignorant. Right? Yeah. Okay. Justin Verlander is on record as wanting to clean up the game and do all this kind of stuff. Well, again, I know he didn't bat, but he knew what was going on. See, the thing about it for me is people are like like, like uh, Beth Chapman. It, it, she and I text back and forth, and I told her I would address this. The simple part is this, and I said this. Can you imagine being a young player and getting called up and that's going on? Or can you imagine – Being a player and being traded there and that's going on. Or you sign as a free agent and you go there and that's going on. I mean, what do you do? Like, it's real easy for you or me or anybody to sit here and go, well, you do the right thing and you say, stop it. Or you tell somebody. No, 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 no. Do you know how many people in this world? And listen, I'm not saying it's right. But do you know how many people in this world have spoke up in much lesser situations and have found themselves unemployed, hurting, dealing with shit all because They did the, they like you consider and go, well, that's terrible. What do you mean? You can't do the right thing. Not in this instance. No, nope. Now, if you want to more power to you, it takes great people willing to sacrifice to do that. And and I'm not even saying that's not the right thing to do. What I'm saying is I can understand why somebody wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah. You know, Uh, and I do. Well, absolutely. You think about like, um, you know, from what, We've heard from A.J. Hinch over the years and, and heard what players, how they talk about him. You know, you, look, it, it, I don't care what manager it is. If you're a you're a new player or a second-year player, it's probably pretty hard for you to come out and say anything. Um, you're, you're trying to win a job. And you're not – you know, in, in their minds, they're probably not going to help their case too much by being a tattletale. And I, it, it's probably – an unwritten rule in baseball that you don't snitch. You know, I'm sure it, David Freeze even uh, mentioned something about in his tweet he doesn't know what's worse, a player talking about, you know, their former players or former teams they're on or um, or this happening in the first place. does not know which is worse. It tells you right there that it's kind of a culture that you don't snitch. And I imagine for some of these very – especially the younger players, that feels next to impossible to do that because of what it could do to your your chances of making a club and ultimately impact your career. So, Yeah.
1: I, I, it's, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to be labeled that guy that you can't trust. And you can say, well, who wants to be, well, guess what, man? Like I told somebody I, I'm a, I'm a human, I'm a flawed human. I've done, I'm sure worse under, under less dire. Like I, you're talking about a lot of guys that come from nothing. A lot of guys, this is their only shot. And again, people are going to sit there and go, man, you're really letting them off the hook. I mean, these guys are baseball players. Listen, I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm just saying be realistic and put yourself in their shoes. And it's real easy to sit here on the outside and say what you would have done. The, somebody just tweeted at it's not too long ago. They all did it. Well, you, that's not true. Okay, I'm going to, you know, I addressed Carlos Beltran on these shows. It may have been with you, I don't remember. But the day it happened, I mean, as soon as this all happened, Carlos Beltran come out immediately and said, nope, didn't happen. Don't know anything about it, right? And I said it was either with you or it was with Kyle. It was one of you two. I said, he's either a liar or he's the biggest idiot on the planet. He should have said nothing because there's no way you were a part of that organization and didn't know about it. So that's what I can guarantee you is they all knew about it. But I think there's evidence that when some guys batted, you didn't hear banging on trash cans. It's, it's, it. Listen, it is very believable that somebody said, look, I, I don't I don't want to do it. I'm not going to turn you in because, I mean, what, what am I going to do? But I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. So if somebody's complicit because they knew about it and it was wrong, that's fine. If that's how you want to be, I'm okay with that. But you can't say everybody did it. It's pretty evident. I mean, you do not have to be a rocket scientist to figure out who was doing it. Then... But that brings me to my next point of ignorance. And I know that you are the poll master on here, but since we're talking about this part, and I know we're obviously going to get to what your poll was. And obviously the thing that I'm is happening as we speak, hopefully we'll deal with the Cardinals and where they go in a minute, but I want to stay on this Houston thing and just clean it up. And that, and that's my poll and I, I put it out there this morning and I thought it was kind of a, a fun thing because of everything that was going on and, I got to tell you, I mean, of all the things that I did there, um, I was a little shocked. So uh, did you have a chance to vote on my poll?
0: Yes, I did.
1: <clears throat> I am my, like, my... I'm almost dying to know um, <laughs> what you uh, voted, because I'm looking at the poll right now. And I sent this out earlier. Seven yeah. point. Are you are we to really believe that the Astros won a World Series with their scheme and then just stopped doing it? Because again, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I bring, I don't care. I'll say, I. There are times I really enjoy Bernie, and there are times that I, I just, he is a absolute idiot. Okay, people have brought up Jeff Albert, and he does today was defending Jeff Albert. Okay, whatever. But he's insinuating – he's saying on there that Jeff Albert should be exonerated because it was 2017, and he was in the minors, and he wasn't up there till 2018. <laughs> okay, which – okay. And, and I'll even go with this. If you want to exonerate Jeff Lou now because of the exact thing I said before, here's a guy who's trying to make his way in baseball. He gets an opportunity at the big league level, and let's face it, he's the assistant hitting coach. He's not the hitting coach. He obviously showed up and this was going on. What do you want him to do? Same thing. I'm good with that. Like, I have no issue. In my mind, if, if the Cardinals want to give Jeff Lunau a chance to prove that he's not like this, this is not what who he is, I'm fine with that. I have no issue with it whatsoever. Zero. Okay? But to insinuate and act like we are all stupid, especially after what we just lived through, we just watched. People insinuate that this was going on, and people dismiss them. Trevor Bauer has been calling out the Houston Astros for years, and everybody has ignored him and said he was an, a whiny bitch. Okay, that's <laughs> hey, fun with that. Okay, that's right. Hours, are you? And again, so I think it's pretty simple. Are you telling me? And now evidence is coming out; they were doing it as early as two thousand fourteen. I don't know if you saw that or not, but so you are telling me. I, let's just say they let's just say they figured this out in two thousand seventeen. Right. So you're telling me they did it. They got away with it. It worked. They won a World Series and they showed up and said, well, we're not going to do it no more. Or do you think that they said there's got to be a better way to do this? Because people are going to people because let's face it. They, they had somebody that kind of got on to him a little bit a few times. Like, you know, we saw the White Sox pitcher step up Farquhar, I think, step off or whoever it was. And kind of, hey, so they knew people were on to him. Right. Mm-hmm. They devised different plans. So we're to assume that they just quit doing it. Ah, we're good. We're good, right? Are we not going to address all the latest stuff that came out where they, you saw the stuff they were putting on that was buzz, Like We're not going to talk. We're just going to ignore all that. See, this is what Major League Baseball is doing. It feels to me like Major League Baseball is going, okay, we caught the bad men. We've punished them. We've smacked the piss out of them. It's over. Move on. So we're just going to ignore everything else. We're going to confide it to one thing. It Listen, I'll be honest with you. This feels no different to me than how Major League Baseball handled steroids. It feels no different to me. I don't know about you.
0: Um, no, I mean, it It does. You can even uh, literally look at the, the scenario around Chris Correa, uh, what he did by hacking into the Astros uh, database. Um, you know, for me, I understand going after um, the general manager and the manager of the team, I, I, I get I get the logic for that. I, I don't quite understand drawing the hard line and stopping and not holding the players accountable. Um, I don't know if that was more a product of boy, we just we have a tough time proving who did what and how often and when. Um, I, I you know that that I can understand why that would be a little bit difficult, but I think what they're doing is is sending a message at least to the other 29 teams that you get caught doing this, it's the cost of your president of operations it's cost your general manager and the manager you're out for a year uh, and likely fired um so i I don't that doesn't quite feel like enough and we can get into it later but i i really haven't dug in too much on the the just losing the draft pick um the first and second round pick in two subsequent years i don't know i don't know if that feels like enough yet um but the players getting off the hook on this one i know that i don't know i I feel like a majority of people are are really kind of there's some outrage of of why they're not having to be penal you know why they're not being penalized as as well so i'm I'm sure there's hours we could spend kind of discussing you know hey look this has been part of the game forever uh the astros maybe have taken it to the highest level um you know really bending not, not just then I mean, they were breaking rules. There was already something established not, to not do this. But um, it's just like the hacking scandal. It never happened before. It was kind of an unprecedented thing. I don't, I don't know that, that baseball even handled that right. I, don't, I, I, I know it sounds unbelievable as a Cardinal fan. I, I was shocked that they didn't get punished more. And I think this is the first time through on this one. I think they went a little bit more severe. Um, and not to mention, the I got the guy the Atlanta Braves um, GM at the time uh, punished for all the international. Um, stuff that he pulled so and he's he had he received a lifetime ban uh, so it's just interesting um, I'd love to discuss with somebody who knows more than me right about why why the players seem to be off the hook here
1: um, well uh, the the players off the hook thing is almost it almost feels to me like well somebody's been bringing up do they want to deal with the players union and I guess my easy answer back on that has been pretty simple like well, what is the what what is the the argument there though? And and I listen. I'm not I'm not ignorant. I understand that. You know, I would sit here and say, tell you, the players themselves admitted, according to the report, that they knew it was wrong and they did it anyway. Okay, so mm-hmm. I always say, so if somebody says, well, where's your evidence? I'd say, well, my evidence is your players admitted they knew it was wrong and they did it anyway. Okay. The problem is and this is where they may be onto something and and I and I and I applaud them for bringing this scenario up. What 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 we don't like is is that when something seems obvious and then an attorney or a union says whoa 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 and we go what are you doing that's it's their job to defend these people right right or wrong whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. So somebody in a suit is going to go well technically we're not so sure that was illegal what they did kind of like the steroid thing like well you really didn't have anything in your rules right like you knew it was wrong right. but you did so th- there's all that right and then they're going to get in here and they're going to tell the players don't cooperate don't do i mean there's going to be a thousand different things so maybe the the past of least resistance was to do it this way now yeah if you really wanted to put the kibosh on this thing, you, you, they should have came down on some players in some way, shape, or form, and they have the power to do so. Um, I think, I think at issue here is okay, and I, and I hate to say this, and I'm this is purely speculation on my part. I have no, but look at the players we're talking about that they would have you couldn't have suspended one and not another if you knew for a fact they did it, right? Mm-hmm. So let's look at who it is that we know for sure was doing it. So you're telling me that in the game of baseball today, you want to hammer Bregman, Altuve, Springer. Those are three of your golden boys right now. Yeah, right? They're they're making you a lot of money, right? I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's so that this is baseball's
1: this is baseball's business rear and its ugly head again, I believe.
0: Yeah. And and that makes all the sense. And it is. It would be a complicated process dealing with the union, um, interviewing all of them. Some are going to cooperate. Some are just absolutely not going to. It's going to it's going to be very difficult to determine the extent who participated, who didn't, who knew, who didn't. A bunch of, you know, it's a uh, a lot of hearsay, a lot of he said, she said. I don't know how you, you sift through it. This is, this is this was the quickest way to resolve it, no doubt. Um, I'm just interested in, in how they make this rule more clear at this point. You know, I, there's been a lot of talk on MLB Network Radio I was listening to you on the way home last night about, you know, do they just not allow technology in the dugout period, right? You know, there's no smartwatches. There's no smartphones. Like, you look at all that stuff you want before the first pitch, but – uh, it, it, it's it's it got to disappear from the dugout. You know, you get you get a bullpen phone, you get a phone that talks to the video replay room if you want to challenge a play, um, which is what they were they were leveraging. Um, but there's no real time in, intel getting out to the players uh, between the lines. I think that's I, I don't know how you I don't know how you possibly enforce that or, or police that unless uh, baseball assigns somebody to the dugout. But um, I'm very interested in how they're going to one make the rule clear, and how they're going to enforce it. Um, Fine stealing is going to happen this year, Jim. Uh, there's going to be someone, if not all players, all 30 teams are going to be standing on second base, trying to peer in, get a glimpse. Um, I see that stuff as being part of the game. It's always been there.
1: I do, too. Um, I think if you're I on do- the field, I think if you're on the field, if you're on the playing surface, which I include the dugout as the playing yeah. surface, okay? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think anything outside the playing <laughs> surface is not allowed. So what I mean by that too, so I want to be clear. Um, if you're a coach and you're in the dugout and you pick up some signs from the third base coach or the first base coach or the or the manager and catcher aren't doing it, whatever. If you pick up on that in the moment, that's part of the game for me. If you've videoed yeah. them, like if, if 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 you know what they're do- like, if if you know that stuff, that's fine. That's why they change them all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. that's why they sequence that. The problem is, is when it's outside. So for example, a a, a camera in center field is not part of the field. It's off the field. Okay. That's number one. Number two, somebody to do this would have to be on the field. And then three, I also believe, I think it, I think the end all for me is anything involving technology like during the game. Like, I don't think it, like, I think it's silly. Right. So that's me, whatever. Now people could say, well, uh, it was brought to our attention last year that it sure looks like, and I, I'm sorry, but if if you think there isn't something to this, then you probably at first thought this was all bullshit too. The catchers that are the bullpen catchers that are standing up and putting their hands up on the fence or taking them down. <laughs> I mean, if you think that isn't going on, it is okay. Mm-hmm. That has to stop. Okay. That absolutely has to stop. Okay. But listen, there's there's a variety of things going on out there that uh, it happens at the young. Listen, I play. uh, This is a true story. okay? and everybody that knows me knows it's true because I'm I'm not making it up now. I told it the day it happened. My team went and played in a tournament, uh, a, a Cal Ripken thing in Myrtle Beach. It was the funnest week we ever had in our lives. It was a vacation where the kids had to play baseball in Myrtle Beach at Cal Ripken's place. It was unreal. okay? we played a team from Miami that had a lot of uh, uh, Latin kids on the team, and the coaches were Latin. I have no idea where they were from, but the team was based out of Miami. They were really, really good. We played them in a great baseball game. It was awesome. Their kid pitched his ass off. My kid pitched his ass off. It was a great game. We lost on a home run in the, in, in uh, extra innings. During the game, okay, um, all we didn't call curb, all it was, was fastball changeup inside, outside. Cause that's, that's, you know, and their coaches were telling their players in Latin inside or outside, depending on where our catcher set up from the, from the coach's box. Mm-hmm. My coach happened to know a little bit of Latin and picked up on it and come and told me. And I looked at the guy at their base and I said, they're 12. And he looked at me and goes, I'm sorry. 12 years old. It goes on. Coaches telling – so coaches – if you don't think coaches don't signal to hitters as well, because they do, okay, when uh, – Christian Yellich can defend himself all he wants. There is zero reason for him to look, look out in the right center field while he's batting. Do you know how hard it is to hit? There is zero reason for you to look out into your bullpen in right center field while, while – I mean, while a guy is in the set position. Zero reason
0: no uh, that's uh i i've definitely heard that story um, it would be funny to watch is he going to be doing it this year or is all this shit going to scare these guys this is going to be an interesting year this is yeah, sure,
1: beat fantasy sure be. baseball players beware oh yeah fantasy baseball and here's the thing let's let's you know let, let let's let's clear this up okay jose altuve and George Springer and Alex Bregman are really really good baseball players. Yeah. Nobody is saying that this is why they're good baseball players. Nobody's saying that. Okay? But what I am telling you is, okay? If you if you know when an off-speed pitch is is coming, it helps. It helps a lot. Does it guarantee you anything? No it doesn't. But it helps.
0: No, but that's a that's a big part of the process. when you're at the plate, right? I mean, your timing is so important, and if knowing whether you're getting a four seamer or, or an off speed pitch, that that does make a huge difference. It really does. It it you know it, it, timing is, is is an important thing. Sure, you still have to make contact. You have to hit the ball in the right part of the bat. You have to get your body in the right position. But you take away that having to process speed. That that's a big that's an advantage.
1: Listen, I, I'm going to – if you think it's not a big deal, then you just don't get it. Being on time right. for a major league hitter is – like it's uh, every one of these guys can hit, okay? Being on time is the big, big thing here. It really is. I, I, I just – I can't even – you know what I would compare it to? Do you know how many guys on the pro tour of golf – if you let them reput would make more putts once they see the break. Oh yeah. It's the it, I I can't like I'm trying to find something that the average person can understand how big a deal it really is. Now, again, it's still really really hard to hit a baseball, right? I oh. I get that. Everybody understands that. But there's a yeah, reason I got, I got one for you. There's a I, reason I why it's care. hard. If it, there's a reason why it's hard,
0: yeah. Well, I got, I got a good comparison for you for the everyday person, right? You, you, you make your regular trip commute to work every day. And, uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you kind of had to guess your route because you never knew what traffic was going to be like. Now you have a GPS on your phone and you know the route to take. And so imagine like that, you have that now. It's like we, we have it it's, it's in our everyday life. Remember back when it wasn't? And think about the people that would have had a GPS 15 years ago versus you getting to work a hell of a lot faster than you because they knew the best way to take it. They, they eliminated the guesswork. Should I take, you know, should I take I-85 or should I go 485? You know, we had to guess at that 15 years ago. We don't have to anymore. So well, that's what I kind of related to.
1: Well, and here's the thing. I'll just, I mean, this, to, for me, this is, like, interesting. I don't even, like, I, I'll be honest and say this. I don't even know that I really have a stance on it. I mean, well, I take that back. I I, I do. I I believe that anything done within the lines is legal. You know? Yeah, I'm with you there. I think anything done within the lines is legal. I have my own opinion, which is for another day on on PEDs, okay? I have an opinion on that. It it doesn't mean I'm right. It may mean I'm crazy, but I have my opinion on PEDs. Do they help? Sure, they help. But lots of things help. (laughs) So... Well, I, you know, there's all kinds of shit that helps, right? Yeah. So PEDs are banned because we, because of why? Because somebody says, oh, they're bad. There's all kinds of things going on that are bad that we allow. Like, so again, that's a conversation for another day. But my point on this is it's just what I believe. Like I think stealing signs on the field is fine. The reason I think that is because the players are okay with it. Talk to any player. They accept it. It's part of the game. Listen, people want to bitch and moan and say all this stuff about players. They want to talk about their unwritten rules. And I say this all the time. It's their game. Let them, Let them. Wh- why do we care? Let them play their game. They'll deal with it. If they have unwritten rules or if they think, if you know, the, it, it says plainly that you can't have any foreign substances on you, but they do it all the time and they never say anything. The question is, why do they never say anything? They never say anything because they all do it. And if you talk to the players, they'll say, I'm actually okay with him doing it. And here's why. Now, is there truth to the reason why or is that just an old wives tale that has been passed down and guys don't even think about it anymore? And it was because some guy years ago said, well, I'd much rather him throw it uh, around the strike zone than at my head because he can't control it because it's slippery. So I'm OK with him with a little pine tar on there. Right. I I yeah, again, yeah. I don't It's not my game. Right. So so I say. You know, I had the like I, I came out guns ablazing when all that happened and said it's against the rules. And I did say at the time, I said, if it wasn't a big deal, then why is it in the rule book? Now I still maintain that stance. So here's what I've always said. If it's not a big deal to use a foreign substance on the ball for grip, take it out of the rules. But I also understand why they won't, because now you open yourself up to Pandora's box, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like I've said about other things in life. If you leave it in there then you can use some common sense. But now what is common sense? Because now what we're learning is maybe there's more to it than, well, you get a better grip on the ball. Because there's a whole lot of people now that have data that will tell you, you know what else you get on it? You get more spin and you get more right. of a lot. So, you know, Trevor Bauer has a keyed us all in on that. Oh, and yeah. let me tell you yeah, something. Like, he knows. <laughs> I promise you, whether you like him or not, that is a smart dude when it comes to pitching because I know who he works with and they're the smartest guys in the world at it. Okay? So he knows. He's not dumb. So, I don't know. It 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 just amazes me how it seems like the people that we think are crazy wind up being the ones that tell us the shit we don't want to hear. I don't know. Kind of interesting for me. I
0: No, it's you go back to uh, we, we all know Jose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Right? I mean, we all know that and 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 look, you know, he he wrote a book and many of us go to, go to your point. You let in with Jim, And it, it, you know, many of us were like, you know, he's just pissed off cause he's not good anymore. And nobody wants him around. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, you know, almost everybody that was sitting in, in front of, uh, I don't know if it was a Congress or, or Senate or wherever those five players were called in for Sammy Sosa was one of them, Mark McGuire, Raphael Palmer, everyone his famous. I've never done it. Quote. Um, you know, we all thought he was crazy, but you know, look, look, what, look what we know now, look what we know today. And, it still happens today. Maybe not to the extent it did then, but, you know, look, when um, uh, Brett Boone played with the Braves for years and couldn't pop more than 10 home runs, goes to Seattle, forearms get as big as his size are, and he's hitting near 50. Uh, you know, come on. But, you know, we thought Jose Canseco was crazy. The other thing that makes me go back to Jim, and I know we brought his name up a few times on the show today. Um, at the time of the hacking scandal, with our former scouting director, Chris Correa, um, I chalked it up in my mind as kind of like, you know what? Jeff Loonhow did a great job here. Very smart guy. This guy's taking over. It's now a rival, and he's, he's out to prove himself, to get any kind of advantage or edge he can, and that's why it happened. That was his reasoning. It, it, I, I didn't buy it that he believed strongly believed that Loonhow and team stole anything from the Cardinals. Um, but with this incident, I kind of look at that and go, well, maybe that maybe there was some truth there that I didn't buy before. Um, And this is, this of course is coming from an article as well um, written by sports illustrated um, after uh, Correa uh, got to leave prison, I believe in 2018 and um, was kind of reflecting on, on what happened, where his head was then versus now. And um, I think that he tweeted out something recently when this, when the rumors there, this news started swirling around about the Astros stealing signs and their methods to say, well, here's one guy that's not surprised. And, and, you know, he's talking about uh, Jeff Luno and, and that team. So uh, it kind of makes me go back to that one too, Jim. I go, well, yeah, you know, maybe he had a, more of a reason to not trust Jeff Luno than what, what I personally gave him credit for.
1: Well, I, listen, here it is. And again, I, I'm not a holier-than-thou guy, okay? I understand. But, you know, it doesn't mean that when you get caught doing something wrong, you shouldn't be punished. OK, right. just because I understand why you might have done it or that it's a bad situation. But guess what? Bad shit happens to good people all the time. OK, you pay your price, yeah. you do your thing. But I will say this. People can say, well, and I think this was part of it, too. Well, they all knew about it. So where do you draw the line? Actually doing it or just knowing about it or is knowing about it just as bad because you didn't say anything? I, I, not for me to decide. Right. Like, not for me to decide. And maybe at the end, that's what they they just threw their hands up and said, well, we're going to go cut off the head of the snake. Now, before we go, let's talk about the head of the snake because that's, that is the interesting connection here. Jeff Lunau. Yep. Let me tell you this as I sit here today. If any of you out there believe for one minute that Jeff Lunau did not know this was going on, and I would look at Jeff Lunau right now and say this. If it's really true that you didn't know what was going on, then you're an idiot. There is no way. John Moselock, I promise you, knows everything that goes on. And so does Jeff Lunau. They know. Because here's the deal. It's their job to know. So what I would say to Jeff Lunau is this. If you truly didn't know, then you didn't do your job.
0: Yep. That's exactly right. It's a stretch for me, and I'm not – I don't know as many of the inside people as you do, Jim, but I have listened to enough now where it's a really, it's a stretch in imagination to believe that, you know, a guy like him, uh, even if it happened in St. Louis, uh, Mazzaloc and Gerst. I I find it very hard to believe that things like that are going on. Monitors are installed, um, and you have no knowledge of it. I just, it's, yeah, I I don't believe in the Easter Bunny either, so –
1: I, I just thought that believable yeah I you know <laughs> I, again we can go down the road whatever but jeff Lou now knew it was going on I don't care what he says um you know I listen I was AJ hinch in a bad spot because he knew it was going on um and 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 didn't like it that's a tough one for me um can I believe that that happened sure again same thing though I mean I Well, I I, like like I don't like that one for me is odd. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not true because it could be. Yeah, because I mean, in one breath, the man admitted that he didn't like it, but he admitted I I didn't stop it either. I mean, there's all that happens all the time in life. Like I like I personally right now know people that are doing things that are wrong that are involved and I don't stop them. Okay. now people could say, yeah, but you're not in charge of of, of a duck. Okay, that's true. Um, but I try to manage that part of my life and do the best I can so as to not disrupt the other parts of my life as well. A.J. Hintz is, is a manager of a baseball team. He's trying to win. He's in an environment where, admittedly, Jeff Lunau promoted from day one that he wanted a blank piece of paper so that he could push the envelope. With his, in his interview with Jim Crane, it's documented, right? Yeah. he's in an all He's in a win-at-all-cost environment. He doesn't like this. I, I, Again, I, it doesn't even matter. The bottom line is you knew it was going on. Pay the price. Like you can sit here all day long and tell me you didn't agree with it. But you have to understand if you're him why everybody's sitting around going, I don't believe you. Oh, you know?
0: sure. And I, I, I think, Jim, you know, just while you're on A.J. Hinch, you know, the lack of discernment really is puzzling for me because you know what's happening. You have awareness that this is happening. To the extent which they went, banging on trash cans, having special monitors installed, having a you know a an ear on the um, the review uh, the video review room, um, giving real time communications to a player. Look, I, we we all admit, we all know that hey, sign stealing happens. And, and by the way, I don't believe the Astros are the only teams that have ever oh, went no. outside of the line. no, they're not. So. I, and I, I think the Cardinals at some point in time, any time could have been just as guilty. In fact, they were mentioned uh, on the radio not too long ago, a bunch of teams were. Um, and it was from a, a former player who's, who's been in baseball for 26 years. He, he didn't call up people specifically, but he said, look, you know, this is, they're not alone. The Astros maybe have taken it. A, a, maybe they
1: take well, it. Well, are you talking about Logan Morrison? Uh, or are you talking about the know. guy on, uh, oh, well, I, I read it too. The uh, oh, What was his name? He was a player, then a coach. Listen, here's yeah. another thing I, on that note. I'm glad you brought that up. I want to remind everybody said something. Pay attention to what you're reading. I read the whole thing, and I wanted to put on there, I, 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 I just wasted eight minutes of my life. The whole <laughs> thing was about teams stealing signs on the field. Yeah, we all know it happened. So, so, so. If, if that's going to be your argument out there, stop. Just stop. Yeah, well. We all know so, it goes on, and, and, and it's part is, of it.
0: Well, the point I was making, look, just a lack of discernment, if, if information, if those details ever got out in public to the extent they went, they went to communicate to on-field players in real time, a pitch that was coming, um, you had to think that, boy, if this gets out, this isn't going to be a good look for us. is isn't going to be a good look for the team. I know, yes, they're obsessed with winning, winning at all costs, but you had to be able to process that. that boy, if, this, if somebody knew we were doing this to this extent, there's going to be there is going to be a consequence so just for not acknowledging that and acting on that alone i you know i i I question the uh decision making ability of aj hench that should have been something that should have been obvious i mean look you can bend the rules push the rules a little bit when they go to a point where you know you're going to bring criticism on heavy criticism um i would have thought there would have been some kind of switch in your head that goes okay guys enough 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 you know it's this, you know, if people see this, it's going to reflect poorly on all of us. And so I, you know, I, I obviously that conversation never happened.
1: Well, and here's the other thing, too. And this is kind of where I was going with it. In, in to your point, like, if you I mean, the bottom line is this. Hey, guys, I mean, people are catching on to this. We got to figure out a better way. It wasn't. Oh, people are catching up to this. We got to stop. That's just not what happened. I mean, again. I, I'm going to tell everybody out there that is dismissing the rumors as uh, this year about them and last year, okay? What did you say the first time you heard the rumors about 2017? I'm sure you dismissed them. <laughs> and again, just being honest, they have lost the benefit of the doubt. That's what happens. See, that's what people don't yeah. understand about how life works, okay? If you steal something, okay? If you steal something and then something else happens and it's been stolen, I'm going to look at you and don't look at me and say, don't look at me. I didn't do it. I'm going to go, well, you've done it before. And a lot of things are pointing at you doing it again. So I am looking at you. Now, does that mean you did it? No, but guess what? One thing I know for sure in life is where there's smoke, there's fire. So that's it. I, like, I don't understand why that's so hard for people to understand. People, I understand the, 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 the want to forgive and forget and all that kind of stuff. And I, listen, I am a big forgive and forget guy. Well, I'm a big forgive guy. I don't think I ever forget. Let's, let me rephrase. But what I will say is this. I forgave, okay, until another circumstance pops up to where, again, I just told you I didn't forget. Mm-hmm. So I can promise you, if I've forgiven you, another circumstance better not pop up where I have to look at you and go, I just don't know. Yeah. These people yeah, out well. there that act like we're not talking about what happened two years ago, we're talking about today. So, you know, it's it. you're not allowed to wonder or you're not allowed to to uh, acu- you're, you're not allowed to do that because this has nothing to do with it. It apps. See. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It 100% absolutely has something to do with it. It goes to who you are and your character. Right? Listen, if you've done something really wrong in your life and you've turned your life around, okay, it's still part of your character. It's just part of who you are. You've done something really awful and you've turned your life around. It's a great story. Okay? But the world is full of great stories that turn bad again, unfortunately. It happens every day. There are people addicted to drugs out there that live an unbelievably great life for 10 or 12 years. And then all of a sudden something happens and it reverts. It happens. It sucks. It's awful, but it happens. And a lot of times it happens because people ignore it because they say, Oh no, Oh no, not him. He's been doing so good. Oh no. It happens every day, folks. It's happened in my life. Okay.
0: Well, I think that, uh, Speaking of you know second chances, I, I, I think that AJ Hinch will be back in a dugout uh, at some point down the road. Obviously, he's going to be ha- he's going to have to sit out a year, but I, I can see somebody giving him a shot in a few years. So I, I think he'll get a shot. I, it's harder for me to imagine uh, Jeff Luno stepping right back into a president or GM role though um, after this. I don't know. What do you think?
1: This uh, both those guys are going to resurface? No.
0: Uh, I think so. I just don't know if uh, if Luno is going to be – somebody's going to hire him immediately in as a GM president. I'm, I'm thinking – I feel like, you know, look, you, you want to be a director of scouting. You know, I can't have you involved with the club or what goes on in, on the field, so I don't want to be around that right now. But let's get you back in as a scouting director to build the organization, similar to what he did for the Cardinals. I could see that happening. And then um, maybe – well, time will tell um, if, if they, somebody else gives him a shot. He can't deny the job that he did you said You can deny maybe – you can, you can uh, criticize maybe how it was done. But you really can't really criticize the result too much. I mean, he, he ripped that thing down to the studs, and, yes, he tanked. Um, one of the first teams to really do it, like, and announced they were going to do it. And you knew exactly what was going on, but he did it. Um, so, I don't know, man. Uh, m- maybe, maybe there's an organization that's just fed up with how things have been going and said, all right, well, this guy did it here. Um, we've got to keep more of an eye on him
1: yeah okay i you know we could beat this dead horse all day long the bottom line is it's news it's newsworthy it is interesting Mm -hmm. and and whether you want to admit it or or not it people's lives were affected in a negative way there's a lot of people (laughs) yeah the reason they did is because it affected a lot of people in a positive way but but you don't think about the people that this affected in a negative way and according to mike fears that's why he did it. Do we know that that's true? We don't know that. He could have been a scorn. He could have been a woman scorned, right? Like, you know, yep, uh, you know, yep. people are bringing up, well, he was there, and then they should, whatever. Like, okay, whatever. I don't even care. Like, uh, s- some guy wound up defending himself, saying that's not what I meant. But he, I think he tweeted out something like, essentially, Mike Fierce got Jeff Lunow and AJ Hinch fired, and I'm like, no, they got themselves got them fired. Bad. Okay. <laughs> And I didn't, I, I said that, but I didn't, I mean, I didn't engage the guy. Somebody else did. And he said back and said, listen, I, I was just stating a fact. I wasn't being a, a jerk off. I, you know, whatever. So the bottom line yeah. is they got themselves for but that is the truth. So, um, Mike fears for whatever reason did it. And see, that's the thing about the world we live in today. Okay. Sooner or later, if something is going on, it's going to come out. Yeah. That's why some things that we never hear about fascinate me.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's life, you know, you can hide it for as long as you want. Eventually at some point in time, somebody talks and that's another unbelievable thing. How did you not expect a player two or three years from now that's either retired or you've traded away or left the team and under unpleasant conditions? How did you think that this would never come up again? Like that there's some kind of ultimate code amongst, baseball clubhouses that you never speak of anything again which is bullshit we hear guys talk about things that happened in the past all the time like this is not a whatever happens in vegas stays in vegas type of thing not, even those stories make it out of vegas yeah, not of mine
1: i but uh, I, I am just like the whole thing's fascinating me and the, the reality of it is it's not over yet see that's the thing no we've well, got the Adam boston Cora. thing coming up we've yep. got the boston thing coming up and here's the thing here's what we no, here's what we do know the same people that are out there, and no pun intended, banging the drum, okay, on this. Like, there are some guys on Twitter that have done an unbelievable job of finding video of the yeah, of the shit yeah, happening. Like, dope. the John Boy or whatever his name is. Okay? Yeah. These are the same guys that are out there finding video right now of them cheating recently. Like, mm-hmm. we found the video of the thing that appeared to look like a Band-Aid but wasn't a Band-Aid coming off. You know what I mean? Like, You know, how does that happen? How's a band aid come off your batting? Like just interesting things. Right. And then rumors of, well, they found a way to put a little buzzer on a thing and then you wear it and then it, but like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people going, oh, come on now. So I ask you now, are you going to dismiss it? Because if you think that's not possible, you're nuts. Like I'm telling you right now, if I was involved in it and you came to me and said, well, we got to find a better way. Are you going to tell me that you wouldn't sit there and go, well, if we have the technology to take a camera or a feed from the game that's looking in on the catcher and and look at a guy and go breaking pitch coming, bang, bang, bang. You're going to tell me that somebody smarter eventually wouldn't have said, I can just sit right here. And when I see the sign, I just press this little button and it buzzes on his pinky on the band aid he's wearing. Like that is more logical than anything I've heard that that fits in with life. Everything we do revolves around technology and how we improve it. That that only makes sense that somebody did that. Bec- why? Because it's very realistic and it's easy. It's just crazy to me. Like, like, like this is, this whole thing is going to be fascinating. Fortunately, it's it, there's, this isn't over. Let's be frank. Am I wrong? It's not over.
0: No, no, it won't be over. There's, there's more to come. Um, and so I, 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 I I don't think this is, well, one, it's never going to be over. It's one of those few events, handful of events that we've seen that, have, that have come up in baseball. We've, we've seen the hack date. Um, you know, they my, my mind's kind of all over the place right now. I'm, I'm ready to head towards Nolan Arenado territory mentally, but, um, as am I, you know, <laughs> it, but there's a handful of events that have happened in baseball that are going to stick. This is definitely going to be one of them. You know, the steroid era, um, you know, the, 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 the guys that had to go to DC and testify, um, uh, you know, going back to the you know the, the lockout strike, this is this goes right up there with them. Uh, as far as scandals go, this is pretty this is pretty big, you know. And I, 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 surprising that what I'm just not hearing. kind of the irony in this. There's a lot of irony, but some of the irony in this is that the Astros relied so heavily on top draft picks by tanking, right, to rebuild their their club, yeah. and they're going to lose four picks right? It doesn't matter what years they are, but they're going to lose two round ones and two round twos. And for those who don't think that's a big deal, if it's a big deal to any club, it's definitely a big deal to the Astros. Look, that, I, do I think that's enough? It might not be enough, in my opinion, but that's, that's going to be, that's, that's going to make more of an impact. Now I'm sure they're going to try to figure out some way to kind of wiggle around it. Maybe it's international. Maybe it's, uh, you know, I find we're, we're, we're going to have to sign a few free agents to kind of fill this gap, but that's, that's not an insignificant detail in this story. It's certainly not, not the one that people are going to dive deeply in and try to understand the whys and the hows. um, But that is going to be, that's going to be impactful for for that club.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Like I said, it's not over. Won't be the last conversation. It'll be the last one of this length, unless something major happens, but it's worth discussing because it is a big deal. Like, okay. But, but, but I'm with you. I'm ready to move on to the Cardinals and where we stand with uh, our white whale as we, as we brought up last week, um, before we get to the Nolan Arenado rumors, updates, whatever you want to do, rem- remember, check us out at two birds on the bat.com. Subscribe to the show. There it takes about 30 seconds. Check out our two birds bloggers there as well. Find us on social media at birds on a bat show on Twitter. Follow us there. Go to Facebook, type in two birds on a bat, like our page. Uh, when you see the pin post, if you'd like it, comment on it and share it, that'd be great. We'd appreciate it. That brings more people into our conversations. Um, you know, Instagram is something we're going to try to grow this year. If you guys could find us there, two birds on a bat show. Lineup Media Group.fm supports the show as well and houses our, our, our podcast. If you guys could check out uh, their their radio station, Yo Radio, download it for free on your mobile device today. It's a streaming platform for your mobile device. You guys will love it. Our partners, uh, GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Um, really enjoying working with all the kids again. Uh, Missouri, Illinois, doesn't matter. If you've got a young one that wants to get better, now's the time. Check them out, GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Uh, Ready to head over to Adam Smokehouse this week. My friend Benji Molina will be back in town for the winter warm-up, and I know we're going to make a date over at uh, Adam Smokehouse. Just not sure how the schedule lines up yet, but um, anxious to get over there and see Mike and the crew and and spend some time with Benji and catch up, see how he looks. Everybody knows he's been working hard, uh, getting ready. It looks like he's trying to get back in playing shape. Maybe he's going to back up Yachty this year. Who knows? Come out of the booth if they're to trade Knizer in this deal. Who knows? Who knows? You know, uh, I can't say enough either about uh, Mike and his staff there and their great choices of barbecue located on Watson Road and open till seven on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Don't forget the big box lunch orders that they do. And, of course, the catering, if you guys have an event that needs it, they could do a wonderful job on that. But get in there. Check out the atmosphere. Oh, don't forget. Some of you guys are lucky enough. They deliver to your zip code. So check that out as well. But get in there. Uh, check them out. You'll love the atmosphere, the smell when you walk in the door will make it really hard to decide on just one thing to order. But so I always say, if you, if you can't decide either go with the special or pick the ribs, that's what I say. But Mike and his staff will do a wonderful job leading you in the right direction. That's our good friends at Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis. Here's your cue. Dr. Kristen Jacobs.com always reminds us that every day is skin cancer awareness day. Make sure you check out Ula La Spa, anti-aging and wellness center and find out if there's something she can do for you that you can do for yourself. Take care of yourself, folks. Uh, if you don't, nobody else will. That's drchristianjacobs Okay, my friend, Alex. Like, let me ask you on a scale of one to ten. I'm just going to ask you, no poll, no nothing. Ten being definitely, is this Arenado thing going to happen?
0: Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little. I'm going to put myself in a six.
1: Really, you're not higher than a six. I'm higher than a you? six. I'm higher than a six. Well, here, let me ask you a question. Okay. Sure. When is the last time that the Cardinals were involved in something like this, trade-wise, and it didn't happen? And I know what you're going to say, and then I, then we'll have that discussion.
0: Oh well, I'm not going to say Stanton. Well, I was going to yeah, say, if you
1: say Stanton, we can have the conversation because while I would agree, I think there's other there's there's different factors here. But but go ahead.
0: Yeah. So this is interesting. So I'm in a six. And the only reason I'm, I'm there is because, and you, you've been bringing it up, Jim, it, it's about the pitching. Um, there's, there's been several, and they're all rumors There's speculation at this point, but there were names attached to that guy out of Chicago sure. uh, on 670, the score about, what was it, Dakota Hudson, Carlos Martinez were two of the, and, mm-hmm. and, and at Lee Bator, who I know we're not counting in the rotation this year, um, but I think in that scenario, they run the risk of having to replace 40% of the staff. You, know, you pointed that out on Twitter. Um, you know, and, and they don't have the Look, they have, as far as quantity, they have arms. As far as who's ready to be in the rotation in 2020, they've got some question marks around some guys, right? Alex Reyes. Don't know what we're getting out of him in 2020. If we get lucky, he can, he can be a part of the rotation potentially. Hennessy um, Cabrera. Is another name that John Mozeliak mentioned in the offseason that yeah look we'd like to take you know we'd take a look at him at, at, in, in in a rotation in spring training and see how, how he's you know how he's doing um, so there could be some answers there but I think they're too big of questions right now to deal away too much of the pitching so it depends on how much pitching Colorado really wants um, and if I'm Colorado that's probably what I want the most um, because it's very hard right I think Kyle pointed out on your show last week probably hard for them to recruit top-level pitchers to Colorado. You know, even with the money, um, why does the pitch want to go there? We've seen too many of them go there, and it did not work out. You know, the point to Daryl Kyle and Mike Hampton, big dollars, but, you know, they ended up on different teams partway through, right, those deals. So uh, I, I put it as a 60% chance. Or, I, you know, I, I feel that was higher than where I was a few days ago um, because, to me, I was looking at this going, you know, I just, with the whole opt-out thing, I don't, and I've heard an argument for why it's a good thing for the Cardinals, why it's a bad thing for the Cardinals um and so i'm not really sure where i stand on that today but i think it comes more down to pitching how much pitching are they willing to part with um they just got this kid in their pipeline that's that's a little bit thinned out from graduating a few guys and then trading a few others um that's a hard thing to that's the cardinal thing right that is is build this around pitching that's what they've always drafted and developed relatively well and if it's thinned out i i just I just find it hard that they're going to move in that direction. The one, the, the name that surprises me the most, I didn't know if you knew this, Jim, I didn't know this until this morning. I heard it on TMA. Um, Matt Carpenter's no trade clause, and I don't know if this is true or not, it's just what it was mentioned. It isn't effective until opening day.
1: Well, that was reported by Morrissey yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Derek Gould has done the homework you and has it down? found that. Yeah, because Derek Gould actually said that he. Um, This came up, he said, last year, when he said later in the year, and he addressed it and um, was told no, it's in effect right now. And uh, he went back, I guess, yesterday, I'm assuming, or the night before, and confirmed that, in fact, you know, yes, he has a no trade clause. So that is hogwash, as someone said. I'm
0: never listening to Tim McCurran again. Done.
1: Really, Tim McKernan was reporting that, huh?
0: Well, I, I think he was reading out the same thing you referenced. Obviously, yeah. he had made his way to Derek Gould's response to that, either. So,
1: well, um, listen, and I will say this: I, I'll give. A lot of people want to bag on Gould; they don't like whatever. You cannot like him. I don't care. You cannot like, like whatever. Like I, it doesn't matter to me. But I, but remember, pay attention to where you're. Like here, I'm going to address something. Like I, well, I'm not going to address it. I was going to say something, but you know, all these people supposedly have these sources, right? And they're, they, so here's my thing. If you have these sources and you're not just throwing out stuff you've heard like everybody else, and then you come back later and said, you know, like all of a sudden you get rumbling in the media, you see something and then you start saying, Hey, that, okay. So here's my question. What, all these people that have all these sources, I didn't hear one word from anybody about the, the Libertore thing. Nothing. Didn't hear a word until it happened. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Zero. So, yep, am I right. to believe that your sources only tell you about, like, it, like makes no sense to me. Like, I, am sorry. I, I don't mean that to be a dick, but I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. Like, I, I, I. There's just, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. So whatever, um, you know, if somebody would have told me like a day before that the Cardinals were looking like some some guy that's not a reporter would have said, I'm telling you, the Cardinals are looking at this this Liberatore guy. They're going to go get it. And then that broke. I would have said, you know, you you, you know, somebody because yeah. that's the kind of shit that, you know, what I mean, like I, I just it, it's just whatever. So when it comes to this sort of stuff, though, when it comes to this. If, if Derek Gould, and whether you like him or not, he's a beat writer for the Cardinals, okay? If he's going to discuss it, there's something to it because it was worthy yeah. of a conversation that he can have, okay? Still doesn't mean it's going to happen, you know? I mean, I, I say all the time, Benji knows all kinds of stuff that's going on, isn't going to talk okay. about it because it doesn't mean it's going to happen, you know? Right. And it's not prudent for him to do so. Right. And there's all kinds of yeah, shit that yeah, goes on totally. that he knows nothing about. We talk about that all the time. Like he, I sent him something the other day and he's and he, he's like, I have no idea. Haven't heard a word, you know, but then there's other times where, you know, he may be like, well, I heard some, you know, obviously probably more when he's here and in the ballpark and in the, in the locker room. Right. I mean, you know, stands to reason. People are human, and they say things even when they're not supposed to around certain people, right? Okay, so that's sure. why I don't totally dismiss. I mean, somebody may have something, but not that quick, especially in the off season.
0: So where where are you at? Same, your, your question, Jim. Where are you at? If I was six out of ten, where where are you?
1: Oh, I'm an eight. Okay. I, I like seriously like this like the whole scenario right now is no like to me. It, it's the same but different, but the feel and everything is, is no different than Goldschmidt. And I know this wasn't him, but it's it, it feels like Matt Holiday. It feels like Scott Rowland. It feels like you get this far in the process and you look at the hurdles, right? Okay. The Cardinals obviously did not get to this point to where it's being reported the way it's being reported without having some preliminary discussions to make it real. And what I mean by that is, when they did this with the with the Marlins, they had gotten to the point where they were comfortable with the money enough to lay it out on the line and say, okay, where are we at, right? Okay? The St. Louis Cardinals, as we know them, if it was going to be completely that if the money thing was an issue, it would have never got to that point, right? So the Cardinals are right. at that point. The difference here is, for me, and the reason why the Stanton thing, we knew from the beginning that – it wasn't the no trade was the hangup for him because he had made it clear that he, that he wanted to play in a big uh, one of those bigger markets like that. He had made that clear he had come out and said, haven't heard a word from Nolan Arnott, not a word on this. yeah. in fact, everything we've heard, and again, what do you like who are you hearing it from is that you know he, he he might like to play here. Plus the third thing is this, okay, And this is the difference. make no mistake about this. The scenarios on the trading club are different, okay? I promise you, the Rockies probably do not want to trade him to L.A., okay? That's number one. Number two, they don't have to trade him, okay? The Marlins 100% let it out of their pants. They walked around with it hanging (laughs) out going, we got to trade him, okay? That's why the return sucked, okay? Colorado don't have to trade him. You know, a lot of people don't realize that Colorado gets three million almost three million fans a year on average, if not average. They're doing okay. They're just not winning, right? Like they're not gonna like they're like yeah. I told somebody today, you're gonna yeah, you're you may keep him and you'll finish third or fourth, maybe second, who knows, right? And won't do anything. I mean, it's just it's gonna be a tough nut, right? It'll be special when something happens there, right? Um but the truth is, you know, maybe they don't want to pay him. But they can. The the truth is they don't have to move him. Okay. So if they're this far into it with the Cardinals, okay, we're moving along here. So that's why it feels that way for me. Almost like the Paul Goldschmidt thing, right? The the difference for me with the Stanton thing was we knew that Stanton was the whole we knew that from the beginning that Stanton was a holdup. That does it doesn't feel that way here. This almost feels the opposite. This almost feels like. This isn't a problem. It, it feels like a lot of different deals in other sports. Like when this shit happened with Ryan O'Reilly and the Blues, and you start here, and it's like, well, you know, because we're all sitting around going, Jesus, how's he going to afford $7.5 million for another center? He's got they got it figured out to get to that point. Just like when the Cardinals were going to take on 250. You know, didn't feel like something the Cardinals were going to do, but they obviously had something that they felt comfortable with. Same thing here. Everybody keeps pointing to the money. They obviously are at a point where they feel like something's comfortable here. You know, I, I, I just don't think you get to this point without the framework for a deal. And now we're just kind of we're kind of going back and forth and trying to find what it is. That's just again, I could I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just telling you how I feel. And, and again, it's an educated feel. Now, am I a fan like you and everybody else? And it's what I want to happen. Of course it is. So maybe that's why I'm an eight instead of a six like you. <laughs>
0: Well, I, you know, I, I think the one thing I, am assuming me first, I'm curious what you think of this. I would have to think that at, at this point in, the, in this process, um, that the Cardinals have an indication if he would be willing to accept the trade to St. Louis or not. Um, I would have to, I, I would just have to think that they would have already checked that box off or this would have stopped. Um, I mean, I, and look, maybe that's, maybe that's the player holding on to some type of leverage that they have, but isn't this coming from, um, Arenado just, like questioning I don't, I don't know he hasn't said much but you should feel like this is a little bit like boy it doesn't look like you, you're doing much you you, you locked me up long term we were gonna you know put a winner on the field it's not happening um is this because you, you, you pointed out Colorado draws the fans um so it doesn't feel like this is a money thing to them um but I think that they're they're whatever direction they were heading I think it hasn't worked and if they're gonna rebuild retool then um you know now's the time to do it the window for winning is, is out there now you know it's, it's not it's not in close proximity right so we have an all-star here uh he wants to play he wants to go somewhere and win and um I, it feels like that's where it's coming from sure the other the other thing just don't you think though jim i mean don't you think they've checked that box off if he's willing to go to st louis you know one of the first things you try to find out i know i know it wasn't the case with stanton so that was a little different well, this one I feel like they would have to check that off by now.
1: Well, let's okay, again, where I was at with that was, if you look at it, I l- listen, Nolan Arcano could hold those cards as well. If it was yeah. as simple as And again, we don't know this. If it was as simple as Colorado and we the Colorado went to him and said, "Look, we're we're asking you to to waive it. We we need to move you. Where will you go?" Right? Yeah. And then they put it out there. So then let's say let's just throw it out there. I think the names I think we've heard so far are Chicago, St. Louis, and Texas, right? Okay? Yeah. So if Nolan Arenado goes to the Rockies and says, I'm not going to St. Louis, okay. Well then guess what? It doesn't really matter what we do. Now the Cardinals can do their 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 stuff and say, Listen, we're gonna stay in it because you know, then the Rockies go to Texas and them and say whatever, and then they hold their cards close. That's what New York did with Stanton. New York held their cards very close to the vest and said, "You know, we've got it on good authority that we know you like the deal from the Cardinals better, but he ain't going he there, ain't so going. you got no deal, and you need to trade him." Yeah. See, my point on this yeah, but, is, is Colorado's not do they're not they are not in that mode where they've ever put out any vibe that they have to trade him. It's almost like a, this is going to be a win for us. And we're mm-hmm. gonna and it's gonna be a win for you, you'll go to St. Louis or where, or if it whatever, wherever it is. But the bottom line is we're not gonna trade you to Texas because you want to go to Texas and get nothing. So guess what? If you turn down St. Louis and you tell us it's only Texas and Texas offers this shit, you're gonna stay right here. And he may go, That's fine, I'll stay right here and I'll opt out in two years. And and mm-hmm. and, and guess what? We'll wash our hands and off we go. But to your point, since they don't have to move him, my point, I don't believe unless there's something going on we're unaware of, okay, which I find hard to believe when you're getting three million fans, okay? Um, if you have to move him or you don't have to, th- this is why I think the Cardinals are in a good spot. You know, and again, we we can speculate all day long about the man. Oh, the rumors are he loves Paul Goldschmidt. He, he loves our history. We don't, I mean, yeah, that's speculated, and maybe there is something to it. I'm not going to dismiss it. But for all we know, he might feel the same way as Stanton did. Well, I wanted to be here. Right. But if I'm going to move, this is my chance, so I'm going to go where I want, and it's my right, which brings us to right. the whole carpenter thing. People acting like unloading him is going to be easy. And like I said to somebody just now on Twitter, unloading carp means carp's got to be want to be unloaded. <laughs> I mean, and, you know. And he's
0: got to be willing. <laughs> and if he's part of this, if he ends up being – mentioned or part of this deal. you has got to be willing to go to Colorado. That's not a slam dunk. You guys, you guys in Texas, uh, you know, I don't know how much closer it is in St. Louis, but I, I, you know, he's got to be willing to go to the place that you're trying to make a deal with. And I, I don't know. I, I would still struggle with, look, I don't think, I don't think Carpenter's just worth, worth a bag of balls. Right. I, I, I don't, I don't want to beat the guy up down a guy. He's beat up enough, but I still don't know if you're going to, um, if you if you're gonna rebuild, going to, you know your direction's changing. If you're Colorado, I don't know what Matt Carpenter brings to the table, other than maybe you hope that well you bring him into that Paul Park, that environment, that elevation, uh, that, and it's it purely
1: I, money, that kind of a, purely like, money offset, sure. purely, it, purely money offset, and the Cardinals saying, look, I'll, I'll give you. You know, if yeah. you're willing to take Carp, and he's willing to waive his note, to you, that helps us on the money. And you know, and I'm just spitballing here, but you know what? You wanted Libertore, we offered Cabrera. If you take Carp, Carp's willing to take his thing, we'll give you Libertore instead of Cabrera. You know, something like or Helsley, yeah, yeah. whatever. See, that's what's going on right now, in my opinion. Like, see, yeah. and I and I have no reason to 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 say this is what's going on. I'm telling you, that's what I think. And it's because of the way other things have happened in the past and how they've worked. That's it. Purely educated. This thing may never happen. It feels like an eight to me. Um, but if it's not that you had a great poll. So what did you come up with?
0: Yeah. So I asked a, a question that was, I mean, and the results ended up being very lopsided, but it's a good thing we talked about Aaron Otto already. Um, so this is following the trade uh, for Matthew Libetor uh, with the Rays. Um, so now onto the 2020 offense because that move didn't really do much for the team for 2020. Uh what would you do? Sign Ozuna and hope that the rest of the team improve around him? Uh sign Castiano and let Ozuna walk and you receive draft pick compensation for that? Uh or would you make this deal for Nolan Arenado? And overwhelmingly 73% of people, almost 74% voted the direction of Nolan Arenado. So wasn't much of that one. It, it, it got, it got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of votes that came in, nearly 800. And, uh, oh, there you go. Three out of four people want to go after Nolan Arenado, And that's not surprising, Jim. It's not surprising that it's that hot.
1: Well, is he the easy pick though, because he's the rumor? I mean, I'm just um, asking, I'm asking your thought.
0: Well, I, I possibly, it's quite possible that that's, that that's where, you know, that's where your vote goes. You only get one. And that's, that's what, there's a lot of smoke around that right now. So, um, uh, uh, Ozuna was nine percent, Castellanos was fourteen um, percent. So th- that was th- that was close. I don't know who the others were. Was just, that was for suggestion, but um, yeah, I, I think it's like it, it's the hot topic right now. That's where the eyes go. Um, the other two, you know, signing Castellanos, I'm sure there'd be a lot of It would be like, okay, that makes sense. Um, makes sense Ozuna on all,
1: makes sense for a lot of reasons. I mean, the no draft pick, yeah. and <clears throat> unless you're unless. You're all in on your young outfielders, and you know who knows, right?
0: Well, yeah, I'm not going to change my mind about that. I, I do want them to go that route, and I, I do want to. I'm excited to see if, if Lane Thomas has a makes a big impact, and if he can ultimately win that position. I, I want to, I want Tyler O'Neill to kind of prove me wrong, um, and, and not that I not that I dog on the guy too much, but you know I want him to stay healthy. I want him to produce. I want him to be able to hit smart and and you know not strike out 33 percent of the time. I love the power, but look, I'd rather have a guy hit 20 home runs and and bat 290 than I'd have a guy hit 30 home runs and bat 226.
1: Well, it's my opinion that the other, I I didn't mention this earlier, but hearing you talk about those outfielders like that leads me to the last point of why I'm at an eight. Mm -hmm. I think this has everything to do with why Marcelo Zun is not a Cardinal right now. And why it's January fourteenth, yeah. and he still isn't signed?
0: I mean, yeah. I think it has
1: I, I, everything to do with I, it.
0: Yeah, I, would, I totally understand the argument. Um, not, it's not even an argument; it's a good point uh, that look, there's there's several reasons he's not they haven't brought him back yet. I think there's there have been other options ahead of him that the Cardinals would prefer. This is definitely one of them, right? It would be for twenty nine other teams as well. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you, Jim. I'm, I. I don't feel bad for being in a stick because I just, I guess I don't know enough about it until I know that Colorado is willing to do this without a guy named Jack Flirty or Dylan Carlson attached to it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm, I'm maybe, I'm not up there with you. I, I don't feel far behind, but I, I'm not quite there. until we get some kind of knowledge that, okay, Colorado is willing to do it without either of these guys. Um, I'll feel better.
1: There's only one reason why they're, in my opinion, willing to do it without those two guys attached. And that's 35 million bucks. If sure. he was yeah. signed to a team-friendly deal like a Yelich was, like him, yeah. and they don't have to trade him, you I wouldn't be getting good him. Good. You wouldn't be getting him yeah. without one of them attached. That's my opinion. Now, again, yeah, you I mean, could no, say, I, well, I'm you no, can't no, say, say that for sure. But um, but the whole Ozuna thing, and, and again, I think it's business. Like, I don't think the Cardinals have any problem telling Ozuna and his agent, look, here's the deal, man. It's business. We have lots of young outfielders, but we also understand your value because you're more than an outfielder. You're really a number four hitter to us. Okay, Mm -hmm. but but what we really have a need for is here. So we're going to try to address that need. And if we fall short on that need, then we're going to circle back. And if this is where you really want to be and you have other options, we understand if you get put on on notice by somebody else. Look, it's like like not. I just think there's there's a lot of honesty with these things, because what do these guys always say? They understand it's a business. So I, yep. I think that's the play. So good stuff. Hey, let's go to the yeah, Patterson we'll- Tire and Service line because I got they got something up for you here. So okay. Patterson Tire and Service, give them a call, 618-797-6711. We always remind you they're a whole lot more than a tire store, and we do so because you can call that number and get a quick quote on brakes or tires, of course, and they do tremendous work with that, but they also specialize in automotive repair. So we're going to encourage you to give our friends located down at 3718 Highway 111 in Granite City, Illinois, an opportunity for your business Many, many, many of you in that area over your years have done nothing but go there and, and, and give them your business. And it's been earned. And you would recommend them. We see their reviews online every day. Uh, we share them all the time because we want people to know how trustworthy they are. You know, your car is important to you. It's an expensive thing. Sometimes that stuff can get a little stressful. Let Patterson Tire and Service take care of it. They're the name you know and trust. That's Patterson Tire and Service, a whole lot more than a tire store. Well, here's something I got to ask you. This is an opinion piece, right? So I'm curious okay. your thoughts. I read this and I thought I'm, I have my opinion, but I want to hear Ron's. So you kind of have to put yourself in the, in the room, like a fly on the wall. Thoughts on the reports that DeWitt had to push a tentative mosaic to acquire Ozuna and Goldie in the past. Is it likely the same for Arenado rumors? Any truth to them? I, I'll say real quick. Let's, I think I speak for Ron and myself. We, we couldn't tell you if there's any truth to it, but we can give you an opinion. So I'll let Ron go first.
0: <laughs> um, uh, you know, I've i kind of heard that, uh, I heard that as well, and I can't point to the source or, or even the time that, that that my eyes crossed that. But boy, I maybe I, I don't know if there's a lot of truth to the fact that it, was Moseylock pushed to acquire Ozuna. It doesn't I, I don't believe that. I, I Stanton maybe, um, but certainly the deal with Marcel Ozuna. I don't think. Mo went, I can't, you know, it's not like he gave up something that he just couldn't walk, you know, couldn't, was holding on to desperately in, in, in the players at the Cardinals' That That's a hard one for me to believe. Um, in this case, uh, no, I, I, I don't think so, Jim. I don't, I, look, does DeWitt look down at the field and go, boy, we need, a, we need a name, you know, and we need our guy. We got, we got a good one last year, but look how great things were when we had a couple of them. You know, back in the good old days of two thousand four, two thousand five, we had some big names in that lineup. Wouldn't it be great? There's one that's potentially available we should take advantage. I I don't I don't think so. I don't think that Bill DeWitt has to push Moselloch too much. He's been there a very long time. I think he has all of DeWitt's trust. There's, there's a couple bad signings tarnish his reputation with the owner. I, I find it hard to believe. So for me personally, I I I don't buy that Moselloch's being pushed to make any deal.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd say it's a little, I would have to say it's a little bit like this. I've said it once, say it again, John Mosellock's primary job is to make money for the duets. That's his primary job. Okay. How he goes about doing that. We can argue all day long by putting a great product on the field, by putting a good product on the field that has a chance to win, but also doesn't break the bank. All these things go into a, a cohesive relationship that he obviously has with the owners. Mm -hmm. Now, Whether we want to admit it or not, the owners like to win too. I mean, they've proven themselves over the years in town here, whether we like to admit it or not, okay? Let let me say this. I would say, as with any business, if you were in charge of running a man's business and you sat down with him and said, here's our budget, okay? Any good business would say, listen, if there is an opportunity that you think can take us to another level, but we need to get outside that budget, I'm okay with having a conversation about it, so come see me. I would Mm -hmm. imagine the owner would say, don't dismiss it. Come see me first because maybe it is something I'm on board with. That is just business, right? So I would say that John Moselock probably at times, I'm not going to – well, I would think they both probably have a good understanding of how the other one thinks and goes. Is it logical to say that – I've heard this, and I don't know your thoughts on it, but I've seen this reported that – Dewitt loves Arenado, and that's why he might be willing. So here's my thing on this. This is what I think is funny. So if this is to be true, if you were to believe this, right, that Dewitt is the driving force behind getting Arenado, because DeWitt, then wouldn't Dewitt have had to have loved Stanton, and couldn't the two be any more different?
0: No, no kidding. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. They're all aware, though. If there's only a handful of players in the game that are like household names if they're not from your own team, right? You just You go around, you get a list off a few. Um, you know, Jose Altuve. You definitely look at, you know, uh, Bryce Harper. I mean, there's only a few names like that. Mike Trout. Nolan Arenado is definitely one of them. I don't care what fan you're at or how, how casual of a fan you are. Uh, you know who Nolan Arenado is. And you, the, the chance, the opportunity to get, get one of those names into your clubhouse into your city into your uniform is an opportunity that doesn't come along that often that's one of the exceptions that we've seen cardinals be willing to pursue uh they've done it for years they haven't always won them but they have went after big names over the years when those rare opportunities uh, poke their heads up now somebody's gonna shoot bryce harper right back at me um but I, I don't know what Cardinals level of interest there was, but their target was Paul Goldschmidt last offseason. That's who they wanted. That's really what they needed. And um, so I, I, I think that this, players like this, when they become available, even if they're under contract, when a team's willing to deal them, the Cardinals have been there more times than we give them credit for. I think we forget how often. If you think most of this offseason, like, oh, they're, they're not doing anything. You know, they're being quiet. They're standing pat. Most sitting on his hands and you know, all the quotes we see. Um, but when, over the years, when there have been big names, the Cardinals have been in, involved in not every one of them, but I think more than what our minds let us remember.
1: Um, let me say this, another thing, if you're looking at contracts and how they do and whether or not you're willing to do them, um, I will say this, uh, Nolan, R. contract, he'll be a free agent at 36. So it's an eight year deal right, that he signed. Um, Mm -hmm. You're on the hook for seven of those years, right, if you trade for him. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, I I just, there's a lot to like. And, again, I I just, I don't know why. It just feels right to me. It feels like something they would do. Uh, Do the DeWitts? Think about business. Does Moseley like, is this a guy that carries you into the next fan base of jerseys and this is the guy and all. Well, sure he is. Right. We've Absolutely. talked about that on the show at length. Yeah. Who is that guy after Yachty? You know, I think I like, I don't think it's Goldschmidt. I think Goldschmidt's too far along in the process, right. For, for the fan base to cling on to him and him be that quote unquote, iconic guy. This is a guy you can hang your hat on, right? Yeah. Um, and not that you can't hang your hat on Goldie. I think he's a great – he's by all accounts a great teammate, a good guy. Uh, you know, he's a yeah. productive player. It's just there's there's something about getting a guy at 30, right? And, again, it's only 28. But there's just – certain guys have that it factor, and I think Nolan Arenado has it. This is the guy you bring over here, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, Yachty was standing and Wayno and was standing – you start as an owner going, okay, so how does this look in a couple of years? Because we're, Yachty's going to go. Wayno's going to go. Yeah. How does this look in a couple of years? Well, Paul yeah. Goldschmidt's our wily veteran over there at first base, right? Um, Nolan Arenado. we've got a Paul DeYoung. Uh, I think Colt Wong probably goes too avenge- yeah, after this I contract. But yep. you know you're talking about now. You're into the Dylan Carlsons, you're right. into the you know the, the You're into that's right. You're into yeah. the Cabreras, the Ryan Helsies, whoever's left. You're into all these guys. All right. Well, who do you put around these guys that you feel like can carry the water for you? And this is a guy, right here.
0: Absolutely. And so. m- imagine this, Jim. Just get this visual, right? Imagine an infield just bookended by Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, two of the best defensively at their position. Uh, we haven't had an infield like that since Roland and Pujol man those two corner spots, right? That's you think about that and just how deep they would extend the lineup together? I do think they need the other guy there. They, I think they wanted it to be what was doing and figured it out it wasn't going to be. Um, so just imagine that defense um, and how important defense and pitching was to them last year. Uh, you know, I'm almost bumping myself up to a seven. Just talking about that. But <laughs> I'm a to hold it at six. Uh, and that's pretty exciting when you think about that, right? We haven't seen an infield that talented or a corner spot that talented since those days. So getting, getting back to that or near that, that's, that's got to get you excited.
1: I know we've ran long, but I want to get to two quick. Let's just just quick answers. Let's not get long-winded, which I know is hard for yep. me. It's much harder for me than it is you. But I think these are these are all relevant. So I want to get these on the Patterson Tire and Service text line. Uh, would you trade for Arenado and then try bring, bring bringing Ozuna back on a one-year pillow deal? I'll go first. Well, yeah, but it's not going to happen. Like I like I don't see in any way, shape, or form that they trade for Arenado. Even if I listen, I'm a right now. If they were to find a way to get rid of Dexter Fowler and Matt Carpenter and bring in Arenado, they're still not going to sign Ozuna. I don't think. Your thoughts?
0: Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see them, uh, you know, trying to even on a short-term deal. I think if uh, if a deal like what we've been talking about, if it happens, um, no, I, I think the Cardinals are more than willing to have. A competition out there in the outfield and i think they should and I, I want them to take that direction especially i want them to take that direction now but especially if um a deal like this is, is put in place so I, I i again i want to see i want to see that opportunity open up for carlson for lane thomas uh whether it's center or left field for either of them. vader still has to prove himself so um no i i think i think they they see what they have in these in these young guys. I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, imagine you know, coming up to a league like that and you're, you're looking at an infield with Nolan Arenado with Paul Goldschmidt and Cold Wong, the gold glove second baseman. And what how many how many eight gold gloves yadi has? I mean, imagine you're an outfielder rookie looking in at like a billion gold gloves. Come on.
1: It's crazy. All right, last question because this is interesting. Haven't heard this mentioned and it made me think. Okay? What do you guys think about possibly including Tommy Edmund in the trade? I appreciate what he did for us last year, but I feel like he will never be much more than a backup player. There's a good chance that after a great rookie season, his trade value could never be higher than it is now, or will ever be again. Thanks, Jake. Um, interesting. Yeah. I would say this, and I and people are going to take this the wrong way. I think there's a reason why you haven't heard his name mentioned. Like, I, 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 I don't know that he has as much value anywhere else as he does here. I'm just – Just being honest, he was never a can't-miss guy. You know what he is? He's a good baseball player that plays hard that you appreciate when you get him, but he's not a guy that you look at and go, i got to have him. Okay? He doesn't move – he doesn't do anything for you um, other than be a utility-type guy that can play multiple positions and do really well that doesn't cost anything. Is that attractive to some people? Yes, it probably would be, but I don't think there's anything – and again, I think it's wrong. But I don't think there's anything they look at him and go impact. Would, but I think Cardinal fans would say, oh, I disagree. Did you watch him last year? And and there's a lot of people smarter than all of us that would say, get back to me in a couple of years and see if you still feel that way. And again, I don't I'm not saying I even agree with it. I'm just telling you that's how it works.
0: Yeah, No, I 100 percent agree with you. I can agree with you more, actually. Um I, look, I, I like Tommy Abbott a lot. I like what he provided last year. He he provided some speed, uh, really a spark. Uh, I'm not going to say he carried go as far to say carried the team, but he definitely was a part of uh, when they uh, started hitting their stride in early August. You know, he, he was right in the middle of it. So, I mean, he I, I like it because Jim. He looks he, he seems like a smart player. You know, he didn't give away a lot of at bats. Um, I didn't see him swinging and whipping at, at everything off speed and outside over the plate. You know, uh, I, I saw him uh, that some pretty. You know, through great defense in multiple positions, I, that's where ideally I think he needs to be. I don't want him to be an everyday third baseman, which is what some people throw out. I think I've even mentioned this, to but I don't. I don't think we want to see him there. I don't think we want to see him right now at the everyday third baseman. I think he's most valuable being able to move around to give some guys some days off. That, you know, gosh, we, we can't continue to play Paul DeYoung as we play Paul DeYoung. Uh, I, I expect to see Tommy Edmond there um, a, a time or two a week, just to to get him off. You know, get him off his feet. And uh, so we actually have a, a, a Paul DeYoung in September with some energy. Um, so I, I, that's where I see him as being valuable. I agree. He's not an impact player. I, I don't think he's going to be long-term. And it will be interesting to see the sophomore year. Now the league's got some – the league's had a look at him a few times now. How does everybody adjust? And is, is he able to adjust to that? So uh, it'll, it'll be a, a interesting. Always, the second year is always a very interesting year to watch these guys. Um, but, yeah, I, I – I could see him having some value in a package deal with Colorado I, like to certainly have awareness of it they not they might be looking at it in the same way we are.
1: yeah, I you know the thing about guys like Tommy Edmond. I'll say this it, it almost feels like you feel like I like right now, like this I feel bad about what I said about him two minutes ago. like I'm sitting here going, man, you're really undervalued. you said, well, I mean out of care." I, let me tell you something. there were times he did carry us, and the thing is. Guys like him, surprisingly, don't carry as much value. But if you ever notice, really good teams always have a guy like him. But the interesting thing is, I can start naming names to you. Ben Zobrist, Chauncey Figgins. I can go through all these names, right? What do you notice about those guys, it seems like?
0: Always on winning teams.
1: Yeah, but here's the interesting thing about those guys. They always do really well in that role, and they do so well that teams wind up saying, okay, now we're going to put you in a position because we want you in a lineup every day and it works out this right. way, and then they're never the same. They're, right, they're right. still yeah. okay. But they're never what they were because you don't appreciate them as much for that role that they had and appreciate how much it did. It just always seemed really weird to me, those types yeah. of guys. That it, like I said, there's there's more, and I'm I miss, but it I I just in my life of watching those guys that move around like that and play that utility role, it seems like when they land themselves a home, it just is never the same for them. It just you know it just didn't 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 happen, and I don't know it just it just felt that way to me. But you know there's a place for those guys, and I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Look at when Harrison Bader did play well. When Tommy Edmund was going well, when Colton Wong was going well, you were so much more athletic and were able to run the bases and make plays and do all this kind of stuff. It's a big deal. So it's a great question because, you know, he doesn't have more value to anybody other than us, let's be frank. And that's how I feel about it. So, man, we went really long today. I sure hope you weren't just on a smoke break.
0: (laughs) break, (laughs) Cigar break maybe. Uh, No, it's, it's, it's fine. I carved the time out for this, so we're good.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, this there's just so much to talk about, you know, like, you know, like we got to, we got to lay the, lay the groundwork today, maybe by time Kyle and the crew are on tomorrow, maybe Nolan's a third man or third base. Because I mean, here's the thing about this, same as the Houston thing. If he becomes a Cardinal, forget the fact that Nolan Arnauto is a Cardinal. There are going to be so many other moving parts of this that my head feels like it's going to explode. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, anyway, great stuff, man. I appreciate you as always, and we appreciate our fans, and we can't say enough about your interaction with our polls and helping us with ruffled feathers, the the hashtag, and, of course, our Patterson Tire and Service text line, and we remind you guys that they are a whole lot more than a tire store. Give them a call at 618-797-6711 for a quick quote on brakes or tires. Talk to them about that check engine light if it's on or if something doesn't sound right. Get it down there sooner rather than later and let them take care of it because they do specialize in automotive repair. That's the Patterson family. Been in that area for a long, long time. Give them an opportunity. If you're not right there in Granite City and you're just, it's worth the drive, folks. Save a little bit of money and have peace of mind. That's Patterson Tire and Service. Uh, To our friends at Patio's that take care of our studios, remember, they're the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. To my good friend Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com, keep knocking it out of the park, bud, with all those great uh, jobs that you're doing and the way you take care of your community. The first responder discount is second to none, military as well, 15% off your total project. Residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. That's Randy and Stephanie Green with InnovativeCompanies.com. Don't forget Adam Smokehouse, best barbecue in St. Louis, folks. Open till seven on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and located over on Watson Road. You can't go wrong with Adam Smokehouse. Make sure you check out their uh, zip, their delivery to certain zip codes, big box lunch orders, and catering as well. Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis. Here's your cue. Gators Baseball Academy. It's time to get better. Located in Missouri and Illinois. Check out GatorsBaseballAcademy.com right now and find out if there's a class that fits your schedule and get your young one or, or older one in there today and get them working. Uh, to my good friend com, She reminds us every day of skin cancer awareness day. Take care of yourself, because if you don't, who will? That's com. To all of our friends out there, thank you for checking us out on twobirdsonabat.com. Subscribe to the show. It is free. Find us on social media at Birds on a Bat Show. Follow us on Twitter there. Two Birds on a bat on Facebook. Make sure you guys like our page and share it around. That helps us bring more people in the fold. Hit us up on Instagram, Tubirds on a Bat Show. And of course, as part of lineupmedia group.fm home of your radio streaming platform for your mobile device. I think my co-host, Ron. He's gracious. I find myself babbling, and uh, if he was in here, he'd probably poke me with a with a cattle prodder, but uh, um, uh, he just sits there and lets me babble sometimes. But he's a good man, and I love doing this show with him. And I guess we'll talk next week when Nolan Arnado's a Cardinal. Let's go, Birds! Go, Birds!